Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Good morning, everybody. 8.01 is the time, December 28th. It is the live cast of the podcast. Here we are. <clears throat> Tomorrow's last day of the year, last day of the show for us, at least. Uh, we'll promote what's coming up with that. Uh, today, big show. Welcome in. Pro Joe running the boards. Lizzie Sparks alongside. I'm Vic Faust. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we've got Dr. Mark Kaysen and Langford Cunningham from the Blind City Podcast. Looking forward to that. Uh, get ready. You may not like what you hear. It's not an echo chamber today, that's for sure. And that's what we want. We'll get into all of that. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, also coming up today, we've got a high school student, um, Lena Ford. She's joining us in studio today. Lizzie, what did she really want to talk about? Is it issues that are happening in high schools, things that she feels as if teachers or administrations are forcing on kids? Yes. she. When you go to school, she expects to just learn reading, writing, arithmetic, and their arithmetic. But there is a lot of distractions that is keeping her from learning the way she'd like to, and she's going to get into that. All right. Looking forward to that coming up today as well. By the way, I want to say thank you to our advertisers, our sponsors. Uh, as we promote, of course, we can't do what we do without them. <clears throat> Amini's in the Chesterfield Valley. Valley, the leading supplier in traditional infrared saunas and saltwater hot tubs. It's not just a luxury item. We're talking about saunas that are for one person, financing, you name it, all the way around. Heart circulation, health, longer life. You got it. Experience Realty Partners, Kathy Helbig Strict, Steve Strict. Uh, when it comes to selling, when it comes to mortgages, you need to have a plan, especially in this crazy industry right now. Uh, you can give them a call, 636-385-5095. Of course, all of our advertisers on our partners page. We have the links directly related, so you can go right to those companies. It makes it easy for you. And of course, they see that you're looking through canceltheshow.com. Route 66 Cannabis, the fast lane to the Midwest premier cannabis shopping experience. Ham Haran is five locations throughout the St. Louis area. Newest one, of course, in De Pere. He's got them all over the place. And of course, the Ostera line and hundreds of stores throughout the state of Missouri. Solar City STL, making renewable energy part of your life. Let the heavy lifting be done by them. So many people changing to solar, especially if you're using lots of energy, makes sense. Uh, financing makes sense. Uh, getting off the grid, making sense for people. Justin and his crew do their own installations as well. Of course, Strategic Air Services, where we broadcast live out of the Chesterfield Valley Spirit Airport, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website, of course, canceltheshow.com. They are the premier private transportation providers in all things aviation, from aircraft management to concierge services and acquisition. And by the way, if you're in aviation, if you want to be a pilot, you want to work with planes, they're always looking for jobs. They've got jobs. They're looking for employees. WeQuip Services, Paige Measley and crew, the peer-to-peer -peer rental marketplace. What a cool company. If you want to rent anything, go to our website, canceltheshow.com. Click on partners. You click on their page. You can rent items. People need things. They don't want to buy them. You can go there. Check it out. You'll be shocked at some of the things people are renting. You can rent. You can also put your own items up there. And of course, Wenties, one of the best places you're going to find and it's located in the Chesterfield Valley. Some of the best pizza, burgers, wings, and smoked meats. And a huge outdoor heated patio for this time of year. They're expecting a big crowd for the Mizzou football game as well Friday night. Uh, when Missouri goes and puts it to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay, that was my own personal ad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll go for there. that right in there. I snuck it in. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, we're ready to get started, of course. Um, we appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, sharing the show. You can send stars as well as you normally do. Uh, we love your interaction. While most people take the, the podcast after we're live, uh, it's you guys that help make this show live. We'll take your comments. 
We love your questions. We love your ads. And today, you may get a little uh, sparked by some of the things that are going on. A couple other topics we'll get into today. Very interesting. The Secretary of State of Georgia refusing to testify about Dominion voting machines. We'll break that situation down. Texas now arresting illegal aliens slash migrants. And in March, they're going to start doing it on a daily basis. They have now made that legal. We'll jump into that. Mark McCloskey, McCloskey back in the news. He can't get his guns back. <laughs> and this is one time where I, I, I agree, Lizzie, on why he can't, unless he's going to have Governor Parsons step in again. Just right. because you get pardoned does not mean you get your guns back. Right. Well, he's going to keep moving on up the chain, though. Uh, well, we'll see where that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're excited to have uh, our friend back in, Dr. Mark Kaysen, um, professor, Cardinal Ritter Prep High School, terrific high school, and his partner, Langford Cunningham, Cunningham, from the Blind City Podcast. Uh, we're getting those guys in ready to rock and roll. Why do we have these guys in today? Well, because we don't want an echo chamber, and we got some issues to talk about today, and it's always good to hear what's another opinion that's not your own, because what do we talk about in the show all the time? All opinions are welcome. Just don't be a jackass. Don't be an asshole. Back things with fact. And of course, have good conversations. Obviously, if you just have conversations and don't do anything, then it doesn't mean anything, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start with conversation. So we're going to introduce you guys. We'll let them tell you about themselves and then tell them about their podcast. Dr. Mark Kaysen, it's yours. The floor is yours. We've had you on before, but it was in the beginning of our podcast. Uh, people thought you were absolutely insane, that you were an idiot, that you were lost touch with reality, that you were a white racist man, and that you were a communist. But we wanted you back in. Yeah, people, people have said that. Um, the communist is here. Here he is. You're making Langford laugh over here. So, uh, but I know you to be a, uh, a a pretty damn good guy who believes in your ideals and wants to have conversations and just a pretty good all around dude. Yeah, I'd be careful about that business of saying that it matters whether somebody believes what they say because. Uh, Donald Trumpler. Trumpler. Donald Trumpler believes what he says. Yeah, he does. I mean, he, 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 he read Adolf Hitler's speeches on his bedside, according to his wife. He, he internalized it all, and now he believes it. So, you know, I, 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 I don't go by just if you believe it. He did say he didn't know what he was doing there, that, that it was not an issue where he knew exactly that he was reading Hitler's talks. You do realize that, But right? he keeps saying it. And, 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 and <laughs> by that's the, a side subject. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, let's not forget that Mary Trump, says, who is a psychologist, says that Donald is mentally ill. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, we let, need to get into the lines. We, yeah. we all have relatives I want like you that. to introduce yourself to everybody. And then get Langford. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, knock off the <laughs> doctor, Mark, and all that stuff. That's not necessary. In, in, in fact, you know, one of the things, and, you know, we've got a bunch of people here that have gone to college. And, you know, when you go to college and you're a kid, you're, not, you're never sure what to call the professor. Do you say professor? Do you say doctor? You know, what do you say? And... I, when I went to UCLA, I, I, I never knew, knew what to say about that, and I always felt uncomfortable. But, but over at UMSL, at least in the psychology department where I am, everybody goes by first names. 
And I really think that's so much better. And it really helps everybody out because, you know, I, I just hate Mr. So-and-so. You know how everybody always says, Mr. Yeah, that's my father, you know. So I'm Mark. Kids at school call me Kaysen, which they do because at, at school at Cardinal Ritter. And what do you teach at Cardinal Ritter? Uh, it'll upset people very much. Uh, government. <laughs> okay. Those, why those would that poor kids? Why would that upset people? Come well, because they, they think I'm indoctrinating kids into communism or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, when the truth is, is that I also teach <clears throat> the kids all about how stocks work, all the stock market, bond market, commodities, all of that, because that's my background. So you know, I always have to laugh when people say communist, right? And I've been a stock trader since I was 13 years old. But, but, but let me say even better than that. You know what everybody thinks about George Soros, right? Is he still alive? Yeah, he, well, he is still alive. And it, it's so silly because he's a 90-year-old commodity trader. And everybody says, oh, he's a communist. He's a, the devil and all this. He is a communist. Yeah. It, he's his, a proclaimed cop. Well, he's not a no. He's not, and and his his partner is a guy named James Rogers, and James Rogers is very conservative, but they've been trading commodities together for fifty years at least, and 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 you know he makes lots of money, lots of money. May he made billions by uh, selling short the British pound. A number of years ago, and and he's used that to to do great things. So you're teaching the kids a lot of things, not just government, not just government. Yeah, and I know a lot of those Cardinal Ritter kids, not personally, but I see them. I've interacted with them through my own son, through sporting events, and playing on the same football teams, and a lot of great kids there. So I I, I don't I'm not in your classes. Um, I don't know everything that's going on, but I do see some of the products that are coming out of there, and I like what I see. That's for sure. Yeah, the kids are fabulous i love them so much but i've never had a group of of high school students which is what i've taught for 23 years that i didn't like i love them they're great and, and they can't help it because they're just teenagers you've got a young one that's yeah. you know i mean they just they're teenagers they can't help but what be what they are no so you're teaching you're trying to help out society being a teacher is being of service there's no doubt about that people don't get rich being a teacher we already know with all the crap that teachers can deal with so we appreciate you trying to do what you're doing yeah but when people say that appreciation business don't why? get too don't get too carried away why because i love it i'm doing what i enjoy and i wouldn't do it if i didn't like it so you know that's yeah, but I know teachers who have been run down so bad by the system that they don't love it anymore, true. and it has nothing to do with what they've done. Yeah, they made that commitment to serve, and for whatever reasons, money, backing, support isn't there anymore, and it and it wears on you. You're human. That stuff happens. Hey, how'd you get hooked up with uh, Langford? I want to get Langford talking because he's a good talker you and yeah. langford, oh, langford's great you guys have the blind city podcast you guys hooked up together how did that happen what do you guys talk about well uh, langford will tell you all about it but i will just tell you that the way i met langford was through um a very good friend of ours whose name is anthony shaheed you know shaheed no i don't okay uh shaheed 
is a, a very activist black leader and doesn't like white people. And so he's like you. The, right, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you don't like white. <laughs> well, that's you know, a hell of an introduction, ain't it? Yeah, <laughs> but, bringing it to me. Yeah, but let me say this about white. Damn, people. you set me up, eh? Yeah, let me say this about white people. They're nice white people. You know how people always say, "Oh, I know some, I know some nice Jews." Uh huh. You know, but 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 you know, there's some nice white people, but but overall. If you look what white people as a, as a group have done in the last, you know, 100 years, it's terrible. Mm. It's horrible. And, and I say 100. Go back mm. to 1619. How does this play into Langford? Yeah, well, Langford's a, a good black person. Uh, he don't think you got Farrakhan on the radio, bro. Wait, you bringing me in? Hey, but you're you're a good black person. So there's bad black persons out there. Right. You know, they're they're good and bad people of all kinds. Well, this but, is a hell of an introduction. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Langford. Langford, good morning. Welcome to the cancel this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, man. I love the diversity. That's what we need in St. Louis is everybody' opinions to sit down at the table and let's just talk about how we feel. And that's what Blind City the podcast do for the people that don't know me my name is Langford Cunningham I lost my sight five years ago um, to glaucoma um, before that I worked at St. Louis County Juvenile Detention for 15 years I worked with at-risk youth from the inner cities I worked with some of the most notorious killers off the streets of Northside St. Louis that we still have a problem today in St. Louis with the murders um, the mayor says she has that under control I don't think so um, we got to talk. That's what we have to do. So I use my disability as a strength. Me being blind. But we live in a blind community. I'm not the only one blind out here. It's people with sight that's damn blind in the city of St. Louis. And also in Webster Groves and Kirkwood and Baldwin. The way we look at each other. We're different from each other. and We're not really too different. We just disagree on a lot of issues. But let me just say this to the people out there. Um, I don't get into the black and white because I went to school with white people. I went to Catholic school my whole life um, and I lived in the hood for a while and I got my money right and I moved out the hood and I live in West County now. But I still go back down in the hood and try to make a difference. And that's what we all should try to do. It's called humanity, people. We getting too much in the finger pointing on Capitol Hill. I really think the politicians don't care about neither one of us, to be honest with you. It's a circus out here, well, it's man. It's interesting you say that because as soon as you say that, Jeannie agrees with you. She's like, of course it's not us. It's the government trying to divide us. That's a Absolutely. Absolutely. Because check this out. If a war break out today, just say we hope this never happens, but we're close to a um, World War III. People don't believe it, but we're close. Yes. It's the close we ever been. But Russia and China and North Korea don't look at America as black and white. They say the West. Good point. We don't like the West. So all the racist people, if you're listening, and some people that might be on the bridge of being racist, and then some black people that might be listening might be racist. Let me tell you something. We got to live with each other in this country. The only way America can be defeated is if we defeat ourselves. That's what other countries are hoping, especially the enemies. China, North Korea, Russia. Let them destroy themselves. Because if it ever comes down to a war, they don't give a damn if I'm black, you white, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. Chinese, Asian. Don't matter. We are the West. They put us all in one group. 
Well said. That is very well said. Hey, can I can I switch you around so that we get you a better camera shot of you? Do you mind if I grab your chair and move? Oh no, bit? man, I'm I'm good looking, brother. Show me to the people. I'm better looking than Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. Sure, <laughs> I'm the best looking blind man in Baldwin, Missouri. Yes. Shout out to Baldwin, man. Yeah, you look, I wanted people to be able to see you because yeah, when you make your points, they're damn good points. They I want everybody to be able to see points. your whole. By, point. by the way, you heard he's he's very reasonable. Between yes, the two of us, he's the reasonable one. No doubt about that. <laughs> I'm glad that. you said that. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 hard though. I'm 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 hard. I I don't. I'm not the black man that point the finger at white folks and say they did this, they did that. I don't get into that. Whatever was done in the past, let's get over it. Hey, are you married by chance? No, man, that's hard, man. That's hard for a blind man. Well, now, when I had sight, when I had sight, I was a player from the Himalayas. Well, but when I went blind, they all vanished. Uh, well, I don't know. Jeannie thinks you're hot on the chat line, so maybe we could hook you guys up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You go far with a blind man. You always know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never cheat on you. I get, where, where I go, I got to be with you. There you go. Oh, my God. I love you guys. Uh, it's the Blind City Podcast. What are you guys on? How can people find you? And then what do you talk about? Well, um, I was on ABC. I came on um, um, Monday mornings at 1 a.m. Um, I did that for about three years. Um, I'm not returning to ABC. We're going strictly to the Internet like you um, through Black Star Media out of Atlanta. They're going to push us. Um, we talk about, man, real issues, man. Um, black missing girls in Missouri. Berkeley, Missouri has over 240 black girls missing. Yes. Holy. We don't have no media attention on can this. Can you repeat that? Berkeley, Missouri. And matter of fact. St. Louis County Police, if you are listening, Governor Parson, any people in power, you need to take over Berkeley, Missouri. The police department is not serving the people justice in that community. It needs to be taken over. But they have over 240 black girls missing wow. out of this one small town in St. Louis called Berkeley, Missouri. Please Google it. Since, since when is this, this time frame? 2004. Wow, that is a lot. Yes. Okay, I don't see a lot. I don't. I don't see media coverage on that anywhere. No. No. And over the United States, we have over seventy-five thousand black girls missing. Um, it was a lady named Ruth Richardson. She got the first bill passed out of Minnesota, a black girl missing bill. Um, she hired a, 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 a team to go into the streets of Minnesota to find out, you know, who were taking these young black girls off the streets. Um, and she was successful with it. She found some people, a ring, a ring that was kidnapping black girls out of Minnesota. And she got a bill passed. California just passed the Ebony Bill out there in California regarding black girls missing. So St. Louis um, in Jefferson City, y'all need to get on this. Y'all need to get on this. And even in the black community, y'all need to say something. Let me say this to the black community. I'm tired of all the gossip, the Jada Pinkett's, the Will Smith. That's all they feed us in the black community is entertainment and gossip. It's time to start addressing the issues in the black community. We didn't have politicians locked up. The mayor ain't doing nothing. She ain't doing nothing. First time in history we had black people run the city of St. Louis and they all get a damn elf. A damn elf from the comp controller to the mayor. They have let the city down. 
So let me say that. Let me get that out the so way. So you guys are talking about all these issues on Blind City Podcast. All that. All that. Anything that's that's going on in these streets from the violence to the education to the politics, just all the nonsense that's going on in the community, you man, we address this, it. Mark? You agree with all this, bud? I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what, he, what Langford said. A lot. You know, it, it's just that, you know, I take it one step further because I know that white people did this. Okay. How so? Well, you know, if you go to Washington University, there's, a, there's some great work that's being done over there where they have, have looked at, at the history of communities where there has been tremendous violence against black people. And, and in those communities, that's where black people are having the greatest problems today. That's where they're, you know, all this business we talk about black people killing each other. These are all places where white people were involved in, in, in tremendous violence against black people in histor- from historic standpoint. And, and, then, and then here we are, and, and, you know, we've got the results. Not to mention the fact, which we should mention, that, that from the very beginning when black people came over here, what did we do? We said they couldn't read, and if they did, then we killed them, and we also killed white people who taught them. So are you blaming issues of inner cities on what's happened 100 years ago? Oh, absolutely. 60 years ago? Absolutely. Do you really feel, because it's factual what's happened in black communities, there's no doubt what you say. Some of that, and, and I argue with Eric when he's in on Fridays. There's no doubt because it's factual what happened in some of these neighborhoods. There's no doubt. I mean, I wish I could argue with these people who argue with me, but I'm not going to argue when I know that there's facts. There's facts of that happening. But are you really going to tell me in 2024 now as we approach it that there are reasons for, quote, black or people of color to say, you know what? That's an excuse I can rely on. Oh, it's not an excuse. In because fact, I don't feel as if no, there's anything stopping anybody of any color from attaining whatever the hell they want in 2024. Well, there is. Except not, for the uh, deep state. No, no, there That's is. That's the only thing standing <laughs> in your yeah. way. And that yeah. sees no color. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. There's no as deep, there, was talking about. Yeah, there's no deep state. Yeah. And, and in <laughs> fact, one thing for sure, and, and see, here's where I disagree with Langford. I love government. I love government. Government is great. And and in fact, you know, take Joe Biden. Now we all know he's old. He's got a problem. He's old. I mean, he's not. In fact, he's not just old. He's he's older than he than he even has age. Joe, you're recording, right? For our drops, our Mark Kaysen drop. Yeah, yeah. He's old. <laughs> okay. But 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 here's the thing. We have thousands of people, great people in our government. <clears throat> who do the jobs that it would be difficult for an old man to get around and do all the time. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Biden doesn't make the decisions. He does. And he's made some great decisions. He has saved NATO. He has saved the world. Because all you have to do is, is look at what, what you know Donald wants to do, which is, of course, he wants to end NATO. And, and he, he would really turn Europe over to Vladimir Putin. And look, I know nobody has read, you know, the, the Mueller report, but I, we, read, I read all 448 pages, and the man's a criminal. Oh, my God. Who, Biden? Yeah, come on. 
Oh, I thought you were talking Donald. about Biden. I'm talking about Donald. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 and listen, here's the thing. Biden has done nothing wrong. He has done great things. He has done things for, for health care. He's done things for child care. He's done things that, you know, the Democratic Party has supported all the way back to Franklin Roosevelt. But then why is he losing support faster than any current president or a president in office, especially with those of color and especially with hardcore Democrats who supported him before? And you know it. It's happening. Well, oh, see, there, there, right. there, there's the difference, though. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you ask black women and black men, a lot of black men are not a fan of Biden. Biden also passed that three strikes law. Don't forget about that. He did. He don't have no clean record like that. He don't have no clean record. Well, Kamala wasn't exactly friendly to no, African absolutely. And Talk San to the black people either. in California. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't trust neither one of them, brother. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's some things that Trump talks about I do like when it comes to immigration. I, I feel the borders need to be tightened up because guess what? Immigrants are coming when they come into America to the hood. Correct. They come into the hood. They not resourcing that money to black people in the black community. They give billions of dollars to Ukraine. Well, where's that money coming to us that helped build this damn country? You do see what's happening in yeah, Chicago, uh, well, right? Wait, but let me also say, this yeah, is another area. You can't forget area. the foundation black America. This is another area where I disagree completely with, with what Langford's saying. Because, first of all, I would like to open the borders. Open them up. How does that help black people? Well, I'm going to tell. Well, they're not coming we're into not Baldwin. They ain't coming okay. into the rich suburbs. Well, they're coming into not, the hood. No, no. Yeah. But here's what you do. I, I'll solve the problem for you. I'll solve it right now. You open the borders up and you let everybody in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 then when you well it's, it's not funny. It's I'm sorry, yeah. it just came. I, it is. No, kind of funny. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, it's, it's okay to be our disrespectful. Borders are, to me. Our borders okay. are already opened up. Okay. Okay. the no, mayor, the no, mayor really of Chicago not. already said he it, don't want them coming into no, the city, but bro. Here's, but here's what you do: you send the Peace Corps, except for you, it's it would be a new Peace Corps. You take all these these uh, young people graduating from high school. And, and you get them to do one year of service. And you send a million kids. They tried that with AmeriCorps. Yeah. Well, that's right. You send a million kids down to the border. And the kids will help these people coming from other countries to learn how to be citizens in this country. Learn, learn about democracy and learn how to work here and and learn all the things that i'll okay, tell you so the, the kids will the kids will get tremendous so value they'll, so they'll be working with the cartel why can't there be due process and vetting instead of just opening up the borders and letting our kids deal with it why can't they just come through and go through a class you know kind of like they used to have to you know well, and you know, one thing I agree with you, Mark, is there is white people that are not being good to black people, and it's the white liberal. The white liberal is the one that they think they're so virtuous, and they're like, oh my gosh, those poor black people. When, what are you talking about? Black people are strong, beautiful people, but it's the white liberal that feels sorry for them, and you actually hold them down. It's not the average white person that's walking down the street. It's the white liberal. Yeah. See, it's the opposite of what you're saying, because, I mean, I am a real white liberal, okay? And, but see, in, we changed that years ago, too. We don't even say liberal. Radical. Yeah, you're a radical, Ra for sure. Yeah. Ra radical leftist, 
Okay? So here's the thing about being a radical leftist. And I don't know if you... You, you remember Phil Oaks? No. I don't either. Wow. See, historical memory is amazing. Send me the link, man. No, I no, study. no. F- Phil Oaks... But we're honest fi- on the show. Yeah, no, And I we don't, don't act like we know things we don't know. That's all right. Phil Oaks killed himself in 1972. He was with Bob Dylan. The, the two of them were very famous songwriters, uh, protest songs. And Phil Oaks killed himself in 72. He was he had alcohol problems and drug problems and all that. But but anyway, he wrote a song famous at the time. I guess nobody's ever heard of it anymore. Love me, I'm a liberal. And it's all about what you're saying. You know, liberals who are out here saying, love me, I'm so good. But, you know, I don't want any black people living next door. Let's not get crazy. You know, that kind of stuff. So, okay, that that's liberals sometimes. But, but here's, here's what liberal philosophy is really about. Making it a better world and, and being respectful, not saying the poor black people, but being respectful. Like, for example, our kids at, at, at Cardinal Ritter. Those kids are fabulous kids that are going off to college and doing great things. This is not feel sorry for the kids. The kids are tremendous. But don't you teach them? And you, yeah, and I, and I, like I said, I respected, I, I, and I, the kids that I've met and had experiences with totally respect those kids. But didn't you tell us last time you were on, you're telling them that they're oppressed from birth? I don't have to tell them. Okay, they know. That, okay, well, so oh, as long as they feel that, that's their own lives. But well, that's not, right. But I don't not, teach well, that. Well, well, you got to look at it too. They, 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 they're in a community where everybody <clears throat> they don't own nothing in their own damn community. Mm-hmm. The Arabs own everything. Explain uh, that. Uh, Explain uh, the the that Chinese further. are coming in there. They own everything. They getting the money to come into our community, and where the blacks can't even get bank loans in their own backyard. So the resources are not funded properly. So when the immigrants come across, they coming in with a million dollars to set up for their whole family. So that gets back to government. It gets back to local government as well. Absolutely. But none of the resources are getting funded to the black people in their own community. If but, you go to Webster Groves, Kirkwood, they're funding their own community. But the who's black voting, community. Who's, who's voting the leaders in Langford? The same people. That, and that's that's where the structure that's where the structure gets cracked is in our community because like I said I still fall back on us as a race we have to be more politically influenced and aware of what's going on who you voting you just don't go in the damn voting booth everybody Democrat and you vote straight down half the Democrats have let the community down in the black community if you want to be honest how long has black people been Democrats for over thirty years no longer no, than that. longer than that. longer than that sure. long time. and where have we improved that. That's a very good question. Why have we improved? Now, some say, well, well, you know, we can vote now and, well, and, and we can eat in restaurants. Hell with all that. Where have the communities evolved at? Wellston, Pagedale, Hillsdale still look the same in the 60s as it do right now. Who fault is it? You got people and politicians in the black community that is still in front of the community. And we have seen four politicians go to jail already. And I'm telling the feds right now to investigate them small towns, Velder Village, Normandy, and arrest them mayors. They've been stealing out of the black community for over 50 years. Amen. Amen Amen. to that. Love to hear it. Mark. Well, first of all, white people steal too, so let's not get carried away. You know, so... The, yeah, but the issue it, ain't white people all the time. Yeah, but, the issue, you got to take accountability for your own household. Yeah, well, let's look at this, which we're not going to be able to talk with the kids about today because, unfortunately, I couldn't get my kids to wake up 
for so eight did o- did Alderman Reed did Alderman <laughs> Reed go to jail because of the white man? Well, well wait a second. No, listen. answer the question. No. Did Alderman no, Reed no, no, go to jail because of hey, the white man? Hey, let me tell you. Answer the question, a- Mark. Absolute, did the white a- man send no, Alderman Reed? No, no. The Arab no. sent Alderman Reed to jail. No, but wait a second. The Arab sent what? Alderman Reed to yeah, jail. But let's say this about Reed. Don't let me get on no Arab. Yeah, let's say this about Reed. Did you know the Arabs are pimping black women in their store? Well, I come on. Let's really talk. Let's flip tables like Jesus. Yeah. By the way, I do teach. Let's kids. talk about the black church. Do, you want to talk about, about what the black church has done to the community? Yeah. Turn they back on them? I do teach the kids not to say Arabs, okay? I say Arabs, brother. Well, okay, but yeah. What about the black church? The white man dissolved? What, what, what about the black ministers that don't even talk to the kids in their own neighborhood? They tell you to come in and pay tithes, but they don't pay tithes back into the community. Talk to the kids. Now that's okay. a real deal. Well, let what me, t- let me say. Come on, yeah, man. Come about, on, man. I, let me talk to you about a good name. Okay, let's try Mike McMillan. Who? Mike McMillan. Urban League. Urban League. Light skin. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Good hair like me. Yeah. My hair better. Good. Frank Sinatra. Good. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Mike's hair is pretty damn. No, nice. let me yeah. take off my hat. I'm Mike, glad you brought Mike. Mike up. is a good, good man and does great things for St. Louis. So instead of saying, not like Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius did hey, none good, of them did well, work. Fine, none none so, of them did the work Demetrius did in our community. Yeah, so why Mike McMillan don't even come in the community and touch the people's so hands? Why, why do you bring up Mike? Yeah, I, I second. Because he gets the funding. He gets the he gets million dollar grants why every year. Because we're sitting here saying all black leaders are doing bad things, and I want to say they are in St. Louis. No, Look but, at the conditions well, of Mike. the communities. Not Mike. The Urban League's doing great what, things. What besides passing out toilet trees and Christmas turkeys? Well, what else? Well, I can tell you that that Mike comes what? up. First of all, I know what he does at our school. He comes up and gets That's involved. That's your school. We're talking he, about the whole city okay, of St. Well, Louis. Why Martin Luther King Street ain't been fixed up over in 50 hey, well, years? Well, he, that's not can, his job. What, but what, what, what you it? mean? If you get a million dollars and you put them back in the community, don't you put the most notable black man that people honor? You give him a birthday? You give him right. a national holiday? But the, the street is full of crackheads and prostitutes? What you think the kids think of that when they drive past that every no, day? That's a great point. Hey, it, by and the way, it's true all over the country, by the way. And it's a correct. white it's For, a white problem. Yeah, for our White's viewers and listeners, it. by the way, Mike McMillan is president and CEO of the Urban League in St. Louis. I, I know it's funny because he texted me yesterday, just say, "Hey, Happy New Year!" Like, appreciate what you're doing. I told him you two would be on this morning. He know who I am. I texted him this morning. It's funny you bring up Mike because uh, Mike is a friend, and I said you should listen in. So I hope Mike is listening right now. Why? Did you bring up Mike again? Because you say, "Hey, it's Mike not McMillan, all Mike McMillan, do this. If you really for the streets, meet me at Walnut Park and let's walk down and talk with the people in that community and the kids with the guns." And Mike's not afraid to do that, you know. He ain't gonna do it. No, he would do no, it. No, no, sure no, he, he wouldn't. Has done. No, he wouldn't. And I don't. No, he wouldn't. I don't, I he can't don't even go over in no areas. No, he don't. Yes, he. No, he okay, don't. Well, come yeah. on, man. Okay. Stop it. Come no, on, Mike, stop. Mike's, Mike's Demetrius Mike's Johnson Demetrius was the only the man in the community that gave back to the hood. I ain't talking about touching corporate America. You got to touch the streets like Mike Brown Senior in them. Yeah, they ain't to touching. They ain't touching the bottom of the pits of the hood. Okay, well now let's say Anthony Shahid walks those streets and has been He's been walking those streets. And Mike McMillan ain't never done it with him. He ain't walked those same streets. I have to ask Anthony. Hey, how much time do you guys have to stay with us? No, we're fine. I just want to make sure that we're cool with that because obviously we can get talking. I mean, you guys are your good podcast. This is good conversation. I just want to make sure we have enough time to get to everything we have. And we can talk about those things. But there is one issue that you asked to speak about. And that is what happened at Francis Howell School District. Three high schools. I don't know. What? 
8,000 total kids, 9,000 maybe total kids in the high school. They had black history and black, I believe it was black literature classes, elective classes, cancer. Sure. Um, why did you want to talk about that? Because it seemed as if you were pretty passionate about that. Well, of course. And, and the school and, district, by the way, the school district voted against these classes five to two. That's right. And if people want to get into color, and I hate that we have to put colors on people, and sometimes maybe you do. But they're all white. Seven white, yeah. five white voted against this, two voted for it. These were classes that were brought in in 2021. Um, by, black- by critical race theory. It's not just Black History Month. It's actual critical race theory that, that seems to oppress black people. Please. They- <laughs> Come so, on. Hey, stop it. No, we'll give, hey, we give you the mic, man. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you feel that this was well, such first of all, a travesty? Let, let's let's take critical race theory and back up here. <laughs> oh, damn. Because, we're going to be here for an hour. No, I'm not going to waste any time on it. I'm just going to say that, uh, that nobody teaches critical race theory in high school. It's a complex thing. It, it, it really came out of uh, a guy named Derek Bell who, who, who came up with this whole idea of critical studies in law, which eventually became critical race theory. And it's not what everybody says it is, but it doesn't even matter because no one's teaching it in high school, so forget it. Now, the, the thing about what's, what's going on out at Francis Howell, it's exactly where I've been going in this whole conversation. And by the way, I'm sorry, for our national listeners, Francis Howell is a, uh, a town, a suburb of the St. Louis area in St. Charles County, uh, largest school district in the state of Missouri. Yeah. Or one of the largest. One of the largest. And, and and the point is, which is not just in St. Louis, because this Yunkin idiot in Virginia was doing the same thing, which was using black people as a way to get votes by saying, wink, wink, we can do things to black people now. This is a new time. This is 2023. We can go back to the old days and we can stop all this blackness. We're going to stop blackness everywhere. That's and, not what he said. Well, that, no, that is exactly what he's doing <laughs> because it's just like Willie Horton and when with with George Bush and you know that election, and 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 look, you know that it is ridiculous to take black history and black literature. Black lit- are we saying no more James Baldwin? Is that what we're saying? No more Martin Luther King. No more uh, uh, Malcolm X. We're not going to know about any of this. Let's get rid of everything. Well, that's what no, they say to their no, streets. And no they more Toni Morrison. No, let's just dump them all. That's Langston they, but Hughes. that's not what they said, yes, though, Mark. No, they're all gone. Martin Luther King is not gone. No, Listen. Malcolm X will not be well, gone. Well, sure he's gone. They can't. They can't teach Black history. No, that's not what they said. They're not getting There's rid of American Black history. history. They're getting rid of two classes that were funded by funds that came into Francis Howell for critical race theory. No one. Dis- oh, nobody teaches that. Well, yes, they and do. And I've taken the courses in it, and I know it very well, and I'm telling you, nobody teaches it. We need, well, here's the thing. We need to know, then. People need to know. What, for whatever reason, they decided not to have it. I, I wish that there's enough black history in American history, but who's going to decide what's enough and what isn't enough? I don't have a – believe it or not, I don't have an issue if it's an elective class and people aren't forced to take it. However, when it comes to these – you've got, like I said, about eight to what, 8,000 kids in high school – there were 100 kids taking it. 100 kids over sure. high school. That's it. Over okay. two classes. Over two classes. So that's fine. So I'm like, so. That's how many wanted it. 
Okay, so then I'm like, how much does it cost? And then a lot of the breakdowns. I felt like some of the information wasn't out there for people to understand truly. And guess what? Dr. LeGarrette King, who brought some of those classes there, um, who was brought in, not only there, but also in the Rockwood School District, I talked to him and tried to get him on my radio show. And he, I said, just explain to us what the hell's going on so that racist white suburbs of St. Louis get an idea of what's going on. And he's like, I'll be on tomorrow. And you know what happened? Francis Howell, he wouldn't tell me this, but he called me back three hours later and said, Vic, I'm sorry. I appreciate you reaching out to me because some of my former football teammates at Mizzou were friends with him. And it's like, Vic, you got to get this guy on. So we set it up. And then guess what? Francis Howell canceled it. They did not want him telling us on radio what these classes had. You know what that makes us think? What kind of shit's in there? What What are the kids being taught? Be honest. Be transparent. Why not? Yeah. And I, and I tried to get the guy from Rockwood who is, I guess, the equivalent of this person you're talking about, who was involved in diversity and, and you know, all the related kind of inclusion and so yeah. forth. And he quit. He quit yeah, at Rockwood. He eventually did. And I tried to get him on, when I say on, uh, with, with Jamie, with Jamie Allman. And he wouldn't come on. Even when he quit, he wouldn't come on because I know he was afraid because there's a lot of fear that exists out here. Because white people won't let you get a job. <laughs> oh, so they're, they're afraid. Mark. Look, no, no, look. How about this? You, you want a fact? I, I saw in here they were talking about, you know, facts and feeling. It is a fact in America that black women are three times more likely to die in childbirth than white women. Correct. Now, I've seen the stat. Now, now you explain to me why that is. Well, you got to understand, too, you're talking about uh, the black community that is financially uh, depressed, spiritually depressed, and economically depressed, brother. But it's the same it's, thing. All three, it's the same thing. Yeah, but, 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 and but then, then you don't have wealthy, no resources going into these communities to help people. take on these issues that they're dealing so with. Yeah. White, that's wealthy a, black people have the same problems. So then whose issue? Are you saying it's a white person's problem? White people are doing it. Yeah. Well, how? Why? What can white people do that change How and it? If why? it's a white person or white community's problem for those facts that you gave on black women, then what are white people supposed to do to cure the problem that you say they created? Well, well, let's go back to what you said or you asked. Why? I'm Jewish. Why? Why, why the hatred for Jews? Why? I, don't, I can't answer that. That's crazy. There are people out here who just have these attitudes. And, you know, my, my, my wonderful partner for 25 years, Onion Horton, used to say, and, and you know, Langford will tell you, he loves Onion Horton. I love Onion, okay? too. I know him. You know, and, legend. And, and, and Onion Horton used to say, I don't hate black, white people. He says, if, if, if a white person is doing the right thing, Onion said he loved them. And, and, and he always said... That the people at the Supreme Court that voted to allow him to go and have a, a hamburger, that he loved those white people. Because good white people, that's fine. But, but obviously, there are some bad ones out there. And, and I bring up the Jewish thing because really it's the same issue. It's the same deal. I mean, people hate groups of other people for what reason? Well, I can't well, tell you. Let me speak but on this. what are this. white people supposed to do, though? Well, let me speak on a, this. Let me speak on this. Be good. 
with, with, with the white people. Let really? me speak on oh. this. Let me speak on this. What black people don't like when they mm. see the injustice, okay? If you if the police pull a young black kid over, he got his pants sagging, they draw the guns out on him, make him lay down on the ground, you know, the way they talk to him in the inner cities, it's totally ridiculous though, okay? But when you have these kids shooting up schools and they come in with the guns drawn and then take them out alive, but you shoot the black kid, oh man, I thought he was going to shoot me back and he had a cell phone on him. But that's not Where's all true, Langford, and here's why. I'm going to tell you why. And I've had this conversation before. If you comply with police, it doesn't matter if you've shot 50 people. God help us if that ever happens again. Correct. But and you know what the problem is, though? You know what the problem is, though? Because we've it had black people but, but, I'm talking right, about But this. when it continues to happen, though, the fear sets in now. Where kids take off running now. They fear they're going to yeah. die when the police or pull they, them over. Or they fear the deterrent. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. So, so so let me throw this part in. Senator Brian Williams came on and explained that with this good friend of mine. Yeah, uh, Brian's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, about uh, he witnessed something and he experienced it and and I believe him. Um, but at the same point in time, Brian's saying you still have to comply. If well, you I mean, don't, I mean, oh, well, I mean, every I mean, one of these I mean, incidents that we see with police, most every one of them is when you have a young man refusing to comply, which can also be seen as you know what I'm above the law. Screw you for whatever, and and I, we don't know what's happened with that person in their life, or what they've seen with their uncle, their grandpa, their dad in the past. Yeah, but that still doesn't give you a reason not to comply. Correct. But well, but me, well, what I'm saying though, the same energy when they take the shooters down in the schools <clears throat> though, they come with little put your gun. You know they do comply. Let's take the uh, white kid that shot the black people up in the church. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what took him and took him and got took him and got they took him to Burger King just, on the way to jail. On the, there's a lot of they took him to Burger King. There's a lot of white people who love to see those shooters get what they deserve. But if they just give wanna, us fair justice, if they say put your gun down and they do, they're right. not going to shoot. I, I feel you. I feel well, you. you. You say that, but, but they but, do harass them in yeah, the community. You, though. You, Sometimes when they pull them over, um, I've been I you know I work for St. Louis County Juvenile Detention. When they used to bring kids up through the elevator, right, the kid be bleeding real bad. I'd be like. What you gonna do to his? What, what's going on with his leg, bro? Oh, we had we had to sick the dogs on. No, fair enough. And I said, why you sick the dogs on? Well, he took off running when I told him to stop, and the dog mangled his leg. And I'm like, well, you couldn't run him to the hospital. You just brought him here to let his leg bleed like that. Yeah, there's no place for it. You know, that's all I'm saying. Just just a little sympathy sometimes, man. These are kids, though. These are kids, man. Okay, so let's get off the kids for a second and listen to this. Back on the Almond Report. <clears throat> I used to say all the time that that police pull black people out of cars. Just yank them out of cars and do all kinds of bad things. Well, black them. cops do it, too. Don't forget Memphis. Well, wait, wait a sec. So Jamie said, oh, no, it doesn't happen. <clears throat> so anyway, the, the, the long and short of it was I said, Jamie, here's what I'm going to do. I can fill this studio, but not with regular black people let's bring in police black police and let them tell you about how they black police have been yanked out of their cars by the white police that's not happening anymore oh man. absolutely where and wait a second wait a second judge jimmy edwards when when i told him about the show that we were doing <clears throat> said to me, be sure that you tell them that they also pull black judges out of their cars and, and <laughs> harass them because they did it to Jimmy. 
So, so look. Yeah, we got some racism in the hood. We know this. Of course we do. You know, do. you got There's some bad cops. Everywhere. You got some bad police. Yes, we but, do. But why can I fill a studio with these people? Right, right. Okay, but, I mean, but the I second question is why, why the good white You could also fill a studio with cops talking about the shit that they've had to deal with with people not complying, starting stuff, pointing guns at them because we have so many stories and video now where you have people say, oh, my boy's a good boy. He would never turn the gun on a cop. Sure. And boom, video <laughs> shows that good boy pointing at the cops and that's why I got a bullet. And by the way... But that does happen I, I in want, the white community too. Okay. There's many white people that also are, are think they're above the law and they get treated just as bad yeah, but they don't get the media coverage of it uh, you're right but wait exactly but wait right. but wait let me say this one i was driving in chesterfield now this is just anecdotal so i mean but you make this point about it's white people too i was driving down the street in chesterfield and my car front headlight was out and a police officer stopped me a woman and she stopped me. She looked at my license and everything. She didn't know who I was. And she said, sir, I apologize for stopping you. She said, I really, I hate to bother you. I, I don't want to upset you. But you got a light out in front of the car. And I want you to make sure you get that thing fixed. Is I'm it the gonna, main headlight or a side one? I don't know. Or, okay. I don't know. I don't remember. All I know is, is she saw it and I. she wanted me to go get it fixed. And she said, she was so nice. She was so respectful. But that's a now, good what, thing. Why yeah, is that what, a bad thing? What would she have done if You're I in had Chesterfield, been black? Not Berkeley. What would she have done if I had been black? I don't but know. But this is what you're saying. When I, when I went to school for criminal justice, I had a teacher, um, Harry Hall. He worked for Richmond Heights Police Department. Older white gentleman. Great teacher. Learned a lot from this guy. May he rest in peace. He told me. He had taken a car, that uh, a, a person that he had locked up. He had to take the car, you know, to, to, for pound, but they couldn't get a tow truck, so he had to drive the car. And the car had tinted windows and rims on it. So while he was driving the car, he went through Webster Groves, and the police pulled him over. Now, they're not knowing he white in the car. They mm -hmm. think tinted windows, rims, young black male. Sure. So they walked up on the side of the car. Harry let the window down, and he told me this story. He said he looked at the cop, started laughing. He had on his police uniform, and the cop smiled. He said, you thought I was a black guy, didn't you? And I always say, have a nice day. Yeah, of course. So it does happen. Of course yes, it does. Okay, yes. that's all but, I'm saying. Yeah, we don't think it doesn't happen right, right. for sure. You know. But it doesn't make it better. I mean, here you are, Mark, talking about how you want to help black people, but you live in Chesterfield. And I'm just going to call a spade a spade. And by so the way, we got about five minutes before we got to end this segment, before we get to our next guest, just so you guys understand timing. There's a lot of virtuous people that want to help the black community, but you're you're not in it. <clears throat> You live outside of it. So, I mean, there's only so much that you're saying that you're doing that you're actually doing. Well, it's funny that you say that because I, I don't even really think that has anything to do with it at all. However, I spend more time in the black community, 23 years at Beaumont, Roosevelt, Vashon, and now over at Cardinal Ritter. So all I'm saying, and I, you know, eight hours a day, okay? So how much time do I spend in the black community? A lot. And believe me, when I get in trouble, I pick up the phone and call a black police officer to get me out of trouble, okay? Not a white guy. What do you do because, if you get in trouble? Well, I was driving down the street one day and there was an accident and the, <clears throat> the, the uh, police officer wanted me to stay 
and and I couldn't stay. I had to go, and I wasn't involved in the abs- at the accident. I gave them my information, and I left, and I did the right thing. And uh, this guy was angry over the fact that I left, and so I had to call the the black police. To you tell, to white, tell this guy, you used your white privilege. I use my, black. I use, I use my white privilege with, <laughs> with, with black police yeah, to yeah, get to yeah. get help because I knew that the black policeman Eddie Simmons would would make make a few phone calls and and everything would be okay. Well, let me say this before we depart, and I thank you for having us as a guest on your show. Yeah, it goes um, by fast. And I love your show, man. Y'all, y'all talk the real. You, We need these conversations. You know, St. Louis, we thank need to have these talks. We man. try, man. Stop talking behind closed doors. Let's Absolutely. talk to each other. That's the only way we get understanding. But let me just say this real quick. Um, we got crooked black cops, too, okay? Um, but let me say this. I worked 15 years in St. Louis County juvenile detention, and a lot of these kids coming out that community come from dysfunctional families. So their judgment decisions are not the greatest when it comes to the police. A lot of these kids feel like all they have is their gun, man. They don't have no family. Mom on crack, daddy dead. So the cycle continues in the inner cities with these kids. They live by the gun, they die by the gun, and they don't really trust nobody, okay? So any police that's coming into that community, you have to be aware of that, what you're dealing with when you roll through there, okay? Also, when I worked in juvenile detention, ask me how many people came in from the black community to talk to their own kids that's been locked up from 11 to 15 years old. Wow. One pastor. He came from Compton, California. I didn't see nobody from the Urban League coming well, in there. You opened up a whole nother bag of worms no. for me because I had no idea what was going yeah, on. This is why I feel the way I do. See, all this, Mike, all this Mike, all this Mike <clears throat> McMillan crap. You know, our kids are in trouble. I, I want to know more it, about that because I think I Mike's kid, a good man. And no, no, if you I mean, say he's not doing listen, what he needs to be doing. I go by actions, man. Let me tell you something. Pastors, listen up. The goal is not to worship Jesus in the church. The goal is to t- teach people how to become like Jesus. Amen. That's the problem in the communities. Mm-hmm. You send them to the streets to start their own ministries to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Mike McMillan, you're not in the streets, brother. You passing money around. You creating opportunities. That's good. But you got to touch the streets. You got to go into the juvenile detentions and talk to these young black kids because you're a black man. That means a lot when they see you walk through them doors and tell them you have another chance in life. We got to invest in our children. See, black people, man, we we. we we, we we don't do prevention. We do intervention in our community. We can prevent a whole lot of this crap coming in our community, how we deal with each other. We wait to the intervention, and that's when we start trying to reach the kids. It's too late by then. You got to prevent it. You got to go in there, talk to the kids why they locked up, why they down on no luck, because they ain't going to listen to you when they get released back to the streets. But maybe you can change one kid while you're in there to go reach five more kids out of his neighborhood. Mike McMillan, NAACP, the mayor, anybody with some type of structure and power to do influence, start putting yourself around the people that need the damn influence, not the corporate greed. And, That's and, and Langford Cunningham. Yeah. BlindCityPodcast.com. Go to BlindCityPodcast, yeah. YouTube, and, Instagram. And I, and I hope got, our listeners. Do we'll go. give you a chance. Yeah. Okay. Well, how can people find your show again? Just go to blindcitypodcast.com. Blindcitypodcast.com. And Blind City Podcast, YouTube, all over social and media. And how often are you guys doing shows? Well, I'll be, I'll be doing shows on Thursday nights um, from 7 to 8. You and Mark together or just Sometimes. Well, I don't. Mark, 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 Mark has a. Um, he started this new show he's telling me about, um, but he's been on my show. Um, I interview everybody on my show that got something to say, brother. Okay. You need anything? Yeah. We're there. 
Yeah, out. nothing against you, yeah. Mike McMillan, if you're listening, but you got to get in the streets like Demetrius Johnson did, yeah. bro. And at the appropriate time, we'll talk about what Langford and I are doing with some other thing that, that involves even you, of course. Yeah, we'd love yeah. to. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. in that scene. Yeah, that's, hey, yeah. And by the way, we can agree to disagree. I, oh, of course. No, yeah. there's, there's no, no we're no having problem. fun. This is great. Hey, to all the women out there, please send your number to Lee, uh, uh, Miss Sparks <laughs> for me. Because uh-huh. you, yeah, you, you hey, hey, yep. hey, 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 hey. Once you go game. blind, once you go blind, you will love me all the time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love the it. The best looking like blind it. man in West County, Amen. baby. I had to lose my sight to find my vision. Thank Ooh, you. Yeah. But let, let me. And they'll always know where you are, you said. That's right. I never cheat on you, baby. And he's going to take you to church with his preaching and calling out all pastors. I love that. The church has got well, to stand up. That's right. He Stop says teach and worship and teach to become like I Jesus. I mean, there, there are Amen. many things that Langford has said that I agree with completely. But, but let me also say, the education problem in America, the money that Langford is talking about that does not go into the black community all over the country, because you can go anywhere. You can find this in Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh, exactly. Los Angeles. I don't care where you go. Where do you think that problem's coming from? That's white people it's, who who no, are withholding. That's not conservative white people. Well, probably, <laughs> yeah. No, if no you I break, don't think so. All the, the conservative sis- white people we're gonna, I oh, like. We can't get... Ugh, I'm just saying much. Thing. We got another guest. Right? Is yeah, no, no, no. You Next time, to in. be continued, yeah. let's talk about... We'll break that down. Sure. I appreciate your opinion on that. Brother... Dr. Mark Kaysen, Cardinal Ritter Prep. I had to say doctor. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Uh, Langford, Cunningham, appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much for coming in today. You certainly rile things up. We have some good conversations. We'll get you back on. And by the way, love you guys. Thank love you, you. We love you. No, no, appreciate it. Great true. show. Great you know, show. And, and you know, I, you, Vic, and you, Lizzie, and, and, you know, my, and my great friend, Jamie Allman. But he's not on this show. No, I'm just saying all these are all these are all <laughs> okay, people tell Jamie, them to get over here. These, okay, these are all people <laughs> who disagree with me completely. Yes. Okay, but you and know what I need love to do? them. Mark, you need to have Jamie on here. As you know, and all most of our listeners know, I used to work with him at iHeart on you know, behind the scenes and sales and all that. He's invited on the show. I would love for him to come in the day you're here. That yeah. would be just a lovely and day. That, yeah, that's probably a John Beck problem. No, and, and, and believe me, I love John. I love John. It's not a John Jamie Beck said, problem. your show is amazing. I said, well, come on. He's like, well, I, I, there's some people who may not let me come over there. I was like, right. okay. Hey, I'm all about getting the word out, promoting everybody. So, well, that's there right. No, no, no. There, there's room for everybody. I, I don't look at competition like that at all. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, fine with and, that. And that's the thing that people have to also understand it's a shame for this country i love you guys that's no joke i'm not making that up we could have a different opinion you don't have to want to kill each other hey one of my best trump one of my best oh my god don't say it (laughs) one of my best friends now who's helped make all this go is a jewish democrat that's what you are. Oh, I know you're a Jewish. You're a Jewish radical. He's a radical. He calls himself a Jewish Radi- radical. <laughs> radical leftist. That's all right. But we love you guys. Okay. Thanks. Hey guys, thank thanks you for guys. coming in, my friends. Appreciate it. Oh. See you, my man. All right. And, sorry. And, the, and the girls will be getting contact with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He is hot. We're slowly. We're slowly becoming a dating show. By the way, that's a yeah, whole other deal. Yeah, it does deal. seem like that. We're is. setting up another one of our friends. We'll bring Lena in, and she'll take over Mark's spot when we do right, that. Man, get it how you live, man. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>
Thank you so much. It says cancel this, cancel this show.com. By the way, we want to say thank you to the advertisers that we do have our partners. If you go to cancel the show.com and click on partners, you can see our partners. And when you go to those sites, when you have, uh, purchases to make if you're going through those companies that helps us out. Amini's in the Chesterfield Valley, the leading supplier in traditional infrared saunas. And saltwater hot tubs, all you do is you click on our site and you go and you check out information. No strings attached. Uh, that is a health issue right now as well. It's not just one of those issues. Um, also, experienced realty partners, Kathy Helbig Strick, Steve Strick. When it comes to real estate, you want to use the best. Kathy's the best. Steve's the best mortgage guy, bar none. Uh, you can go to our contact page to find that out under partners. Route 66, uh, when you go in, <clears throat> tell them you heard Ham or tell them that you listen to them on canceltheshow.com. Your first order, you're going to get a big discount. And then, of course, they have some of the best products when it comes to that in the state, especially those star line of products, which are in hundreds of stores. So you don't just have to go to a Route 66 dispensary. And they have five of those, by the way, throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. Solar City STL, making renewable energy part of your life. Let the heavy lifting be done by them. They do their own installations. That's key. They're busy. They'll let you talk to customers who've had their work done. They will set you up. They'll tell you what's great about it, give you advice, uh, and why they like it, why it makes sense getting off the grid and saving money. Strategic Air Services, of course, where we broadcast live monday through friday 8 to 10 a.m central and of course that is the premier private transportation the providers and all things aviation and by the way if you're a pilot or looking to become a pilot they're looking to hire you as well you can get more information by going to our website again and clicking on their link quick is a peer-to-peer -peer rental marketplace where renters can go to search for items that they need that the neighbors might not have seriously check it out you can rent items that are just sitting around the house. People want them. They don't want to buy something. They may need it for a day or a week or something like that. Or you can go there and rent items that other people have put there. And of course, Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley. Um, best pizza, burgers, wings, smoked meat you're going to find. Plus, their heated outdoor patio. This is CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks. Projo in the house, of course. We could talk for hours upon hours and hours and hours with Mark Kaysen and... Um, Langford Cunningham. I like Langford a lot. I, too. I like Langford. Do you really think Mark believes the crap that he says? Yes and no. I think he's a gamer. I don't there's no way in hell he could believe that I, stuff. I, I do think I well, think he stirs the pot. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pot <laughs> stirring. You know, I definitely think there's pot stirring. I don't think he's as radical as he wants us to believe. He just, you know. But that being said, I think he believes in his heart that white people are racist. That's the part I do believe. It's funny because we can talk and hang out and have dinner. Yeah. And I don't he's he's likable. He's actually a very nice person. <laughs> Most people hate him and he kept referring to the other show and when I was over there too, the listeners there hated him and they're like a bunch of them reached out last night and said, "Why the hell are you having him on? He's just an awful person." I said, "He's actually not. He's actually a very nice human being, <clears throat> but he is he does have white privilege. That's why I wanted to call it out. He is a person that feels that he has white privilege. And so he has truly white guilt. Yeah, and that I'm sorry. That is what he has. Oh, that's a great point, He's Lizzie. got white guilt. I think he, we'll tell he him that the next racist. time. Yeah, I think he was racist. He's got white past. guilt. He's got white guilt. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't agree more, Lizzie. I mean, that's really, and I would say that uh, to his face and have. He has white guilt. And so you and I can't relate to him because we, we're not racist, never have been racist. So I have zero white guilt. Well, I have. 
apologize that we couldn't get to everybody's statements and or questions. We tried to get to some of them. Lizzie did as well. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll get them back on. These are good conversations to have. But uh, it's great when you get a perspective of a guy who grew up in the city who now lives in Baldwin, Langford. Yes. Um, what a fun guy he is. Uh, I loved him so much. And uh, and calling out to Shar Jones, calling out black leaders, calling out black pastors all throughout the city and around this country, and not trying to blame white people for the problems that are in the communities those inner city communities but blaming the black leaders themselves wow and of course um he calls it how it is and you like it and of Mm -hmm. course um he's looking for love (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh cancel this show.com we're also excited now to have the next guest with us her name is lena ford lena is a high school student who it kind of came about where she wanted to come on and we thought it'd be great to have her on. Um, So Lena is going to talk to us from a high school perspective about some things that are pushed on kids. And we'll see where this goes. If you have questions or statements, let us know. That's part of this live cast Monday through Friday, eight to 10 a.m. Central. We'll try to ask her, but first of all, Lena, I've had a chance to meet you. You're so very mature for your age. If you could let everybody know, and you don't have to name the high school, um, you can just tell us uh, how old you are and uh, what year you are in regards to what you want to talk about today. Yeah, I am a junior in high school and I'm 17 and I got to get used to this. And look at your shirt. <clears throat> Why don't you lift your shirt up and show everybody your shirt? On your tippy toes. Yes. If you can get them on your tippy toes. toes. Yeah. <laughs> don't you love it? it is, yeah, uh, of course. Oh, There's a of Easter. So you're a junior in high school. And um, I, not everything is all great at high school, I'm, assu- I'm assuming, when it comes to, what, indoctrination? Yeah. it's. So what, so what do you have to deal with? So each day you go in, and you and I had talked before, that you thought that when you went to high school, you would just simply want to learn. You're in band, so you would have band. You would have math class or science class or English, and you're very smart, so you're in advanced classes as well. But tell us about some of the things while you're trying to learn what happens in the hallway and, and what kind of kids that you're dealing with that are hopping around on the floor. Tell us about some of those things. There's a lot of immaturity that I've noticed like it's yeah we're all teenagers we're all grown up still and what I've noticed is there's a lot of immaturity that should not be there and some people are like oh well it's the teacher's fault or the teachers need to take care of it no it's more of like an issue at home like if people are acting like that in public then there's something wrong at home and what are some of the things that they're doing there's a lot of horseplay in the classrooms that are not being addressed, and there's a lot of um, inappropriate conversations in the classrooms between students, um, not between teachers. Um, and it just blows my mind that no one is like addressing it at all. And it's yeah. Terrible. So no. So what? So teachers. So when the kids are doing horseplay and acting up and all that, the teachers don't do anything. They just allow them to do that. They allow it if there's not any instruction going on. That's the worst part. Is every teacher's a little different, but for the most part, it's allowed. And I think part of it is because they are the senior class and way for the seniors to send examples sometimes. But every day, I'll say like my seventh hour class is obnoxious. Like all, there's a lot of seniors in that class, and they will throw stuff across the classroom. They will like play around with each other and they'll like throw it. Th- 
there have been times where a chair has been thrown across the classroom. Wait, and you're in a public school, I'm assuming, yes. correct? Okay. Uh, talking with Lena Ford, you you said you're a junior, is that right? Um, is this kind of common practice in the schools right now? I and mean, do you feel like teachers don't feel as if they have any authority to do something or to stop something? Because teachers are witnessing and, and being a part of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of teachers that I have that I feel like are losing respect from students. And it's a common occurrence. It happens every single day. It's the, the same classes, the same kids. And, well, sometimes it can be different kids. But it's really, it's kind of like... So if they get sent to the principal's office, okay, so say somebody's through that chair, what happens then? Do the teacher just say nothing? Do they get sent to the principal's office? Do they get detention? What happens at that point? The teacher will get on to them, but I feel like it's not enough. Like, a lot of teachers are like, oh, I'll write you up, or you're going to go down to the office about that. I've actually had one student who has, um, we had a teacher who has gone a lot, and we've had a substitute there a lot, and it's always a different substitute. And there was one student who would always get up and mess around and do like things that are not okay in school at all. And the substitute would like get onto him for it. And she would go up to the sub and like start back talking the sub. Yeah, so, I don't like, even know what I would do as a substitute teacher. Yeah, how would you Much as that. So it makes it learning difficult. I guess yes. that's what the, that you're you're dealing with that standpoint. Why don't you think teachers do anything about this? Um, and is it all teachers or just a few? Because I don't want to generalize everybody, Lena. I feel like a lot of teachers have different respect levels. Like, I feel like if some are coaches, like, they'll have more respect out of more students. Like, some are not coaches. And I see, like, a difference in um, a lot of teachers. Like, it's, it's hard to explain, really. But a lot of students, I feel like they... Um, it's like their spot to like mess around like mm -hmm. they're not at home their parents aren't there they can do whatever they want do they have friends in the schools too yeah so okay so they're showing off yes so was there a particular sub last week that did something that was like just out of the ordinary that you could tell us about yeah that was actually a crazy experience so we had a teacher gone one day out of the week and we had a sub that i had never seen before and um she had a vape in her back pocket and the substitute the teacher substitute did. teacher had okay. a vape in her back pocket and that was like my first kind of like red flag i was like okay i don't know how this is gonna go and um later she was like i don't care if you cuss as long as it doesn't get in the hallway and make me look bad and she was just like do whatever you want and from there it was just utter chaos i mean there was conversations flying across the classroom bad words everywhere there were slurs everywhere and it was so terrible the only thing that she got onto us about was our noise level but that was one conversation well clearly you have courage i mean you come on the show not that high school kids are watching this show or listening to this show but to come forward takes courage to say something that's the first thing i think about um are you worried ever that i mean if you said something that you would face some sort of retribution well, I did mention in my class, whenever I came back the next day, I had told a parent, my parent messaged the school, so they had me talk about the sub with them. And I had came back to that class the next day, my teacher was back, and I was trying to tell my teacher because everyone was telling the teacher about the substitute. And so I came up to her desk and I was like, it's okay, I told them about this, and all the students that had heard me started like 
backfiring at me. Like, why would you tell on this substitute? Why would you go off on this sub? And I was like, well, first off, you don't need this in high school. That is not a good representation of what you're supposed to be. And from that point on, I was like, well, like, you don't want that in school. You don't want to say right. that in school. Well, you're standing in the same spot that Mark Kaysen was just in. And so he thinks often that white people are the problem. But from what I understand, did I hear you say sometime in the past that kids can just say the N-word out? And I don't want to say the word because I find it very disrespectful. And teachers don't do anything about it? Anytime I've heard this in school, there have been consequences, yes. The teachers okay, will get on to them for that. But this specific substitute teacher did not. She did not address it at all. In fact, it was being used in a conversation regularly in, one, in my class, and I was completely surprised. I had no idea that she would allow this to keep going. And Was it derogatory that they, that they were talking about people in that manner, or is it just a slang word that has now just become anybody can say it? It's become a slang word. Like, it's used a lot more than I've noted, like, a lot more than it used to. Mm -hmm. Or in ways that I've heard it, it's being used a lot more. So is this happening more so with substitute teachers than with regular teachers? I catch it in any class. Like, okay. I'll catch it. Because I could get it if it was substitute teachers. They're just they're filling a mm -hmm. spot, even if they're there more often, and just trying to, you know, collect a, a paycheck, so to speak, if you will. Are any of the teachers, I'm curious, and maybe I'm not trying to create an issue or create a problem, and maybe it's not there, and maybe it can help our viewers and listeners understand as parents, too. Um, are teachers getting political or forcing political ideas or values or statements on kids? Not that I've noticed. Okay. Are kids making statements about politics and allowed to say that in classes? Yes. Well... The only class really is my government class because that's what it's about. And yeah, that would make sense. That's where things get political and where we can discuss freely. Everyone mm -hmm. has their own opinion. And my teacher is very open-minded on both sides. That's good to hear. It is good. And um, he is, what's also good is he is a Christian and he has a lot of knowledge on today, today's world. That, that's positive. So. But it is scary to think from the standpoint that schools are so unruly is that a fair statement to say yes. like all throughout the day at different points and then all throughout the week i mean i mean gosh are, we hear stories i mean yeah. and all this stuff should be starting at home with parents correct correct yes. and you were saying that it sounds like it's with parents i know i'm seeing people on the chat line asking are you seeing what a lot of people were seeing in a in a school district where people are acting like animals or furries i have seen this yes and so what happens well the students that don't support it like you they kind of make fun of them for it and um there's one class that i had one in and I hate, I hate using that term, but it's what they are and how they call themselves. And I've had one, there's one classmate who no longer goes at my school who carried a mask around with her. I'd never seen her put it on, but she always carried it around with her and um, acts like she's better than everybody else, denies the teacher all the time, messes around during class. There's been a lot of very inappropriate incidents with this person and she carries a mask around but never puts it on her face i've never seen her put it on but it's like a dog school mask yes 
I mean, we get everything in schools. I'm not surprised. Yes, you mean mean, like a dog mask, not like a mask, a medical mask. No, no, like a a legit, like... Dog mask. Does she act like she's a dog? No. But she thinks she's a dog? Yes. Okay. Uh, We're talking uh, with a junior high school student, kind of giving us an idea of what's happening in her public school throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area when it comes to some of those things that are are going on. Um, If it's got... Has it gotten worse in your three years... Things that you see at school? Well, this is my first full year at this high school. And okay. it's very different than the one that I had gone to before, which was like way out in the country. But it was another public school. It was another public school. So yes. were they different? The one in the country is different than, say, one in the suburbs? Yes. Is one school more ruly, unruly than the other? Yes. Which school is that? Would that be the public school? Like the more chaotic? Yes, is yes, it the it one that the you're point. at now yes. in the suburbs. So like in the country, they still had some old school values and you yes. come in towards, you know. I I'm just curious, can you keep, can you have conversations with a principal privately or do they do anything or your, your parents or your mom going in and, and discussing issues? I'm sure we could. Um, we have a very good principal and I talked to him about that substitute teacher and he was very understanding, helped me explain it to him and mm-hmm. stuff so i feel like i could for sure bring some of this up to him yeah it might be an, it might be something to do i mean i i don't think anything would come back on you for saying that yeah and if it did you could go right to that damn principal and sue the hell out of that principal for causing you problems after you're trying to do something and of course you're not provoking anything exactly right well, that, isn't that interesting, Vic? I think, and some people are saying that on the chat line too, you know, don't try this in a small town like the song. We're in the small town. People don't mess around. They have more respect. And as you come into a suburb or a city, you I don't know that the teachers are any different, but the kids are different. And that has to go back to the parenting that in the small town, parents are still parenting old school. And then you come in, the, I, I don't know if it's lack of a dad in the home or if it's just kids are more entitled in the suburbs or what the deal is there yeah i don't know do you yeah i don't even know if you know the answer to that not really yeah i mean i don't really know i know the answer to that either do you deal with we got a question um do you see or find more and more kids acting or trying to be transgender or um at least identifying in certain ways um what kind of experiences are you seeing and i mean it's not really dramatic i mean there's like a bunch there's a lot more kids like nowadays that have like come out and like say like i have i have a friend who is and a transgender yes okay and i've known this friend since before she came out saying that she was and i'm not saying like i have i don't I'm not saying I don't like these people. I'm just saying, like, I respect them. If you respect me, I'm cool. And um, it's not really, like, a huge deal in school. Like, they'll say, like, these are my pronouns, whatnot, and move on. And there was, this actually reminds me, there is a teacher slash parent somewhere in our district, somewhere in the high schools. I don't know which high school it is, but they are trying to push gender-neutral bathrooms. And this is a big problem because if you have gender neutral bathrooms like anyone can go in there and that can cause further problems if anyone can go in there like you could have bullying you could have something going on in Mm -hmm. there and it could just be really bad and I don't think a lot of the parents understand that or a lot of there could be high schoolers that understand that and that's why they want them there or there could be some just supporting it anyway 
but I feel like it should not end up being in high school. I asked my daughter, who's a couple years younger than you, and she was in high school, and she had, believe it or not, she goes to a private Christian school. And she said at at the middle school level there, there were kids that were going to be transgender or a dog or whatever, and they really didn't tell them to stop it. They just ignored it. Now, her Christian high school, they bring biblical content out, and they'll say, that's not biblical if you're going to do that, do that at home, but we don't do that at school. We're in a public school. They can't do that. So my daughter has seen the level of furries and dogs and transgenders completely, maybe they're not gone, but like kept on the down low. And so I asked her, why did she think that? Was it their parenting or what was that? She said she thought it was like TikTok and, and, and social media that kids see that. And they and kids in high school are also searching for a group. And if they don't have one, maybe that's why they go to that group. It's not necessarily parenting or even the school. It's social media. What do you think about that? I agree. I see it on social media a lot, more so TikTok than any other social mm-hmm. media. Like you could go from watching anything and you'll scroll and you'll see like a furry someone acting like a legitimate animal and Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's like an attention grabber yes exactly that's exactly what that is well we need you to keep us uh up to date on what's happening in the schools that's for sure because you still have three more semesters of high school before you graduate i'm curious because you do speak uh so intelligently and mature and wanting to come in in front of a camera and talk with us on a show like That's what do you want hard. what do you want to what do you want to do with the rest of uh your life and career and studies i eventually want to make it to law school or study some sort of like political science and get into government i want to work my way up through the government actually and so you want to work with the government yes and what capacity from a law standpoint or like an attorney? I think so. I think that's what I want to We do. need people like you that get it and can come in with a Biden shirt and kind of make fun <laughs> of that. And because we need more people that understand truth. Because as, I don't know if you heard earlier, the last segment we had, we were talking about there really is a uniparty. And so we need people that understand the truth. Would you wear that shirt to school? I, I feel like I would. You would. But you haven't yet. No, I just got it. Okay. I could see you doing it. I could so, and especially in the way you have it on. If it's going to cause a problem, just button it up. But if not, just let it fly. I could uh, see Lena. You're it. you're getting a lot of compliments. Great job. You're going to make a difference. Thumbs up. High fives. Um, somebody said, "When would school kick you out for wearing that T-shirt?" <laughs> That's. I've uh, seen far worse. I've seen people wear far worse. It's okay. Really, like what kind? What do you? I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's all right. You don't have to. I think (laughs) we get the point. Yeah, Lena, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming in and giving us an update of what's happening, and uh, we'll have to get you back on at some point. Get the the high school report. Something from that standpoint. Uh, Lena Ford, everybody, thank you so much. A junior, very well spoken, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us an update. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. Have a great, happy new year. Merry Christmas to you guys too. All right. Um, Lena Ford, it's always good to talk to a, yeah. a different perspective. It is. Because um, I think you you say this often, that being a kid today is very difficult. Yeah, most difficult Even time ever. Most More than any other time. I, I know it's definitely harder than when I was in school. I didn't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that she's talking. Now, we had a lot of unruly kids, but that maybe they didn't do anything about. But I think the kids are just worse today. No, they are. 
are. Back then. Yeah, no, they can be. No doubt about that. This is CancelThisCancelTheShow.com. Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, Projo in the house. We had Dr. Mark Kaysen and Langford Cuttingham on to talk about several race issues, what's happening in the city. We talked with Lena about what's happening in high schools. Um, we've got some other interesting news that's happening right now. And people, people, people wake up. This is why, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind even though I don't think Joe Biden would be running for office, I still don't think there's any way in hell the Democrats can throw him up there or he'll make it. But if he were in an op, some sort of election against Trump, he has no chance. However, as I've asked this question many times, do we really trust what's going on with voting systems? No, heck no. This angers me. It makes my blood boil, but it only adds more credence to what I've been saying. Can we really trust voting? Now, I'm not just even talking about mail-in ballots. I'm talking about voting machines, as we saw in 2020, and several people started claiming that the Dominion voting machines were, were, were not working well. They were the same ones used in Venezuela, and we saw what happened to that country. It's like, wait a second, how do we go from this prosperous country a democratic society going to this Marxist community and all these people getting elected that we didn't elect, but somehow they were getting elected. Mm -hmm. Well, now we have Republican by name only Brad Raffensperger from Georgia refusing to testify under oath on dominion voting machines. This is a massive story. Um, he is refusing to do this. He's not going to do it, and he also is delaying the installation. Listen to this. He is delaying the Republican Secretary of State in Georgia, not only refusing to testify under oath about Dominion voting machines, he's also delaying the installation of Dominion security patches to try to seal up any possibilities for mistakes happening until after, I repeat, until after the 2024 presidential election. Of course, that's going to lead to suspicion mm -hmm. and skepticism, skepticism among Republicans in the state. This is happening in Georgia right now, absolutely, where Donald Trump's lead and a hypothetical runoff with Joe Biden, his lead continues to increase. I think it's up seven, eight percent right now. Yeah, and you have the Republican Secretary of State refusing. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. I, That's I, a great question. This story resonates with me big time. I don't know if it does with anybody else. And it's certainly not getting national attention. That's a problem. Fox News isn't covering it. Cancel this is, and we're going to continue to cover those stories, which is why we always look for donations. We look for people to partner with us so that we can continue to get this information out there. Um, he's doing this, and he's refusing to give any reasons why he's refusing to testify. What is his lack of responsibility mm -hmm. with giving transparency and accountability for the election? I, I think because he knows what happened in the last election, and he knows they're rigged. He knows there's a problem. And he's the one. He plays a crucial role in the overseeing yeah, of does. what gets certified. He absolutely does. But he would perjure himself, so he doesn't want to speak. He knows what's going on. He knows there was fraud, and so now he doesn't want to speak because, just like Langford was talking about, our government is is definitely not here for us. And Republicans and Democrats do not want Donald Trump. They will do anything not to have him because they like their status quo. They like the way the government runs when nobody bucks the system. He's part of that. Well, he's defended his actions from before, yes, including in the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem. I don't know. As we have seen, there's a lot of Republicans who get, 
well, let's just say compromised. Yes. Just like Joe Biden does. Mm -hmm. And when you get compromised, you have to do things that go against what you normally would do. Yes. Um, I I just, I I don't know how this could happen. There's got to be something from a law standpoint that could take place in that state. I I don't know how this could even happen. I don't either. And maybe he doesn't even care whether he's going to get elected again. Maybe he's going to retire. He's been in politics and he's been a very successful businessman. Mm -hmm. But- the whole, I mean, okay, it's one thing to refuse to testify, but these security patches, what they do, so you understand, is they're implemented on these Dominion voting machines to make sure that no cyber attacks can happen. Correct. That's how that situation works. That's why they're called the patch, to patch it up. And he won't implement it, mm-hmm. or he says he's not going to implement it, or saying that anything's going to happen until after the 2024 election. Why? Of course. How obvious why is until that? after the 2024 election? Right. And why isn't national media talking about this? Local isn't. National isn't. Uh, Fox News isn't. This is a big damn story, it and is. it just came out yesterday. And I hope to God people start getting that news out, especially in Georgia. And if Georgians don't do anything about this, shame on you guys. Shame on you, because that is sad if Georgia allows this to happen. Correct. And and I think they will. I mean, people have gone down to Georgia and have tried to get answers, just regular lay people, and they're not getting any. And it's very obvious to me why they won't do anything about it till after the 2024 election, because whether Donald Trump gets in or he doesn't, he won't run again, and that solves their problem. They think Donald Trump is their problem. They have either Trump derangement syndrome or bigger than that. They really like their cushy life without somebody that bucks the system. Um, His name is Brad Raffensperger. He is the Republican Secretary of State. He's the Jay Ashcroft of Georgia, Mm -hmm. just so you get an idea. Correct. And how this guy is not literally from a political standpoint being crucified by Republicans in the state right now is beyond me. Mm -hmm. If there was a way to remove him from office, they should be looking. He is not a conservative. He is not a Republican. And if he is, he is compromised. And people need to do some investigation because you're talking about the securities of elections. What could be more important in that damn state for him to refuse to testify and then refuse to clean up this voting machines until after the most important election Correct. of the history of this country. And I had always thought that people in Georgia, for the most part, were patriotic, more right-wing than left. And Jeannie's even saying on the chat line, she has all, quote, Trumpers in Georgia. I think there's a lot more Trumper, Trumpers. There still is. And yet... Why can't they stop that from going on? Why can't yes. he be forced to do that? Mm-hmm. Why can't he? That is Why a really can't, good yeah, question. Where are people lining up to protest at, at the Capitol? Mm-hmm. They did breathe. Making those calls. I mean, that stuff is absolutely insane yes. to me. They need to keep doing it and could keep you, doing it. Could you imagine if that happened in the state of Missouri and the Secretary of State, if Jay Ashcroft was doing that? Mm-hmm. I think you would have a select group that comes to everything. And a lot of time, like what Bill Eigel said, those angry people from St. Charles, you can get us angry people from the suburbs to come out and do that. But the average person doesn't care. That, that's the bad part of it is they don't care. And it appears when you see these big rallies for Trump and it, it gets there's so many people there, but the average people will go to a rally and be, woo, Donald Trump. But then when it comes down to the work of going to the Capitol day in and day out and day in and day out, they don't do it. Well, there is another 
interesting side note to this whole situation. The acting chairman of the Georgia State Election Board, um, his name is Matt Mashburn. I believe it was Matt Mashburn. And this just came out yesterday, uh, or two days ago. He voted just this month against investigating the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger's handling of the 2020 presidential election. Guess what, though? He's going to soon be replaced. So does that change anything? Because the Republican-led state Senate intends to appoint a different person to serve as its representative on the board, which handles all the allegations of fraud and complaints about voting problems and anything else that can happen. So I'm curious. So it appears as if this Mashburn guy mm-hmm. was protecting Raffensperger, Seems like but it. he's gone now. He's, yeah. gonna, he's being kicked off, so they're bringing a new guy. But will it be in time to change anything about the 2024 election? And is this why Raffensperger, who I'm sorry, you can call him a rhino if he is even as a Republican, to refuse to do that? And sh- I mean, if you're stopping elections from being fair, mm-hmm. that deserves a prison cell. A hundred percent, because if we don't have our vote, we are we're no not longer a de- free. No, we're not. We're not a Republican anymore. No, we're not a Republican. That is that's what's sad. That is that's what I think it's going to take to get the average person to wake up. Now I know a lot of the millennials and maybe Gen Zs don't care whether they can vote or not. And it's it's and it's a tragic because a lot of them don't. But I think if there's anywhere hedging to World War III, like Langford said earlier, it's take away our vote. And if that doesn't cause World War or not World War III, I'm sorry, a civil war, then our country's doomed. It's absolutely doomed if we don't care at that point. And it's and it's getting there. We're already there. But now it's so obvious. Are people going to rise up? Well, this Raffensperger has, he has goals to be governor of the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I, I, is he worried about offending certain people who of feel course. like... Of course. And then, of course, because I've seen, because I know, I know a lot of politicians, and I know people before they were in big positions, and I'm not going to say it now. I've had beers with them just in the state of Missouri. Now they're in bigger positions, running for bigger offices. They're afraid to rock the the boat. boat. Mm -hmm. And they're told by their campaign people, we don't want to do interviews. Let's just sit over here. Let's be quiet. Let's not say anything. Um, And it's happening. It is. Well, I I can give one example. And it's sad. Yes. Of uh, what's going on. Of, of Eric Schmidt. I like him. I think he's doing a great job. But when he was the AG, he wasn't the badass that Andrew Bailey was. He was told by his big lobbyist groups, be quiet, don't say anything, because it's really close between you and Eric Reitens. And he was told to just be quiet and let the other one, not my words, theirs, run their mouth, run their mouth, and we're going to ruin him. And they're told that. They're absolutely told that. To be quiet. Boy, it's it, it just, yeah, it's all frustrating, but it's part of it. We just want to make sure that people understood what was happening in the state of Georgia. And if it's happening in the state of Georgia with Dominion voting machines and Raffensperger refusing to correct the problem until after, or not that there's a problem, but to make sure that the voting machine is foolproof until after the 2024 election, what is that telling you about every other state in this country? Mm-hmm. Georgia is still considered to be a conservative state. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. 
with a Republican governor. Yeah. And albeit people wonder about Kemp and everything that happened in Georgia, but there's some serious shit that went down in Georgia. Very serious. And I don't care what the Mark Cason's like, they can't prove anything. And the only recounts that happened were they were just counting over and over again the same count that they had from the get-go. That's not doing a thorough audit Mm -hmm. of a freaking election to certify votes, to make sure that votes are real, that mail-in ballots are actually coming from registered voters. Yeah. That's what the Democrats will refuse to tell you. The Mark Cason's of the world will not tell you that. They're just make okay, well, we had this count. We're just going to recount to make sure we didn't mess up the count. Right. They're not checking the legitimacy of the votes. And that's happening around the country. That's another reason why I wonder what's going to happen in 2024, especially when we get to the end of the year when it comes to the election time, because, my God, we can't trust that they're, that this process is good. And guess what? If Republicans win, Democrats aren't going to trust it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys did this, and then you... I'm just telling you, this kind of crap is going on. And a Republican Secretary of State sending a very bad message, a very bad message to the rest of America. And please get it out there, as as you guys do, that this guy from Georgia, Republican, is trying to do this right now. Um, From the comment line, Mick says, yeah, I think we're in for another 2020. Yeah, I do when it too. comes to the election, I hate that I um, really do, and that's that is truly where, like I said just a few minutes ago, where the rubber meets the road. If this happens, many of us want to be hopeful and think that something's going to be done. <laughs> but if it's a repeat of that, our country is over, and, over. And, and there is a deep state. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there absolutely is a deep, state. and that's what the deep state wants: divide, and then conquer. And cause civil unrest. Mm -hmm. People are pissed at each other. People are pissed about everything. Roland says it's too late. Yeah, I think he might be Uh, right. And Mary says that Rappensberger is now claiming to be a Christian as well. Um, Of course... He's not. You can call yourself whatever you are. Correct. That doesn't make you one. I can call myself a duck too, but I'm not. And maybe he considers himself to be a Christian, but if you're lying and refusing mm-hmm. to have a fair election, yeah, and refusing to testify under oath, you're hiding something. Yeah, you're hiding something. You're an elected official. You have a job to do. You have a duty. Shame on him. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody that can defend that kind of crap. And if you want to defend it, let us know. Defend it. We'll give you your platform right now. But there's no defense of that. Correct. Georgians have to stand up for that standpoint. And it just scares me about a 2024 election. I agree. And Jay's saying if there is a screw up in the 2020 election or if there isn't one because of a war overseas, Jay feels that that's when we're going to get our civil war. And I do, too. But if we don't get our civil war, our country is, is, is going to become communist. We're going to be no different than China. Well, we just need things to be honest. That's all we've yes. asked for. Mm-hmm. Let things be honest. Let things be real and truthful Mm -hmm. and who wouldn't want an election that is fair who wouldn't want every check and balance in place for an election and if it's a democrat so be it if it's a republican so be it but it has to be fair and there's not one person that can prove that 2020 there wasn't some sort of irregularities going on with everything that happened and election stopping for the first time and all the videos that we have seen and every and media refusing to cover it which frustrates the hell out of me what's happened with media and yes, there's a deep state. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a deep state. Yes, there's a deep and state. And the deep state wants And we know that Joe war. Biden isn't able to run a government right now. The most vacation mm-hmm. president of all time. He, he's been on vacation so much he hasn't even had time to do a job if he had the cognitive ability to do it. And we see it literally on a weekly basis mm-hmm. that he doesn't. No. And if he can't do the job, who is? Because we know Kamala isn't. Nope. 
Nope, she's not. We know who it is. We know it's it's the it's Obama, but who's telling Obama? It is. It's still part of the Obama, deep state. whatever, whomever. Whoever that is. It's, we probably don't even know exactly who's above him. Well, Robert says we're already a socialist country, and if you look close, well, I think enough, we are see socialist. It. And you don't even have to look very close to see what's yes. happening with our country right mm-hmm. now. One hundred percent. But Heather says, but how long has this all really been going on, guys? Have we really? Really, we as the people been voting and our choices been put in place. It makes you think, Robert always says, these people are selected, not elected. Yes. Um, I, I just get frustrated when something is clear as day as the Secretary of State mm-hmm. refusing to do his job. Correct. And he still has a job. And he still has aspirations to run for governor. What? Mm-hmm. How the hell do you get a Republican base in the state of Georgia after doing that? Has Georgia gone that far? To the opposite side, where voters don't care or they're just that comfortable? I think it's a combination. I think it's just, I think a lot of people there do care. But it's, as Robert was saying, and you had said, it's selected. And a lot of people don't get that. They don't understand that they have caucuses that have been in place for a long time. And so these, they're actually selected right in front of our face. That if we took the time to understand the government in each one of our states, a lot of our states have never really given us a choice in a very long time. I just, this thing is, this story, I hope it has legs. I hope that somehow, some way, Georgians get real and start acting yes. in a way that they should. It is interesting because the female version of Mark Kaysen, I met and worked with, and she was from the state of Georgia, believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, she was the female version of Mark Kaysen, and she was a Georgian. So I'm like, has Georgia really gone that way? I, I don't know. I, I don't think so, but... It, it makes you wonder, because look at the people that are moving from California to Texas and New York to Florida. These people didn't like where it is, but they still remain liberal, and they moved to conservative areas and bring the very thing they didn't want into their new state, and then act shocked, it turns to crap. Yeah, it does. Um, by the way, another story that came up for people who care, I find it interesting, just because uh, we've had him on our show, and he likes to post selfies of his human guns. That's yes. Mark McCloskey. Mm-hmm. But Mark McCloskey can't get his actual guns back. Yeah. Uh, he's been trying. This just came out. Um, he went to a court to try to get his guns back. He still has not been able to get the guns that he and his wife uh, showed, branded, uh, when protesters came onto his street and into his neighborhood illegally, on private property illegally, yes. by the way. I'm just giving facts. I'm not taking sides. I'm just telling you what happened. Those guns that he pointed... Um, were taken away. Mm-hmm. Well, he was pardoned by Governor uh, Parson, if you don't remember that. He was pardoned. So everything was pardoned. But he had eventually, he initially pleaded guilty to a plea bargain for a misdemeanor. If you plead guilty to a misdemeanor, as by law right now, even though you're pardoned, you don't get your guns back. Correct. So he is still fighting to get his guns back. Yes, the Missouri Court of Appeals told him no. He's going to now take it to the Missouri Supreme Court, or I guess he could wait and get a pardon again. I don't know how that's going to go either. I I don't know either because he did plead guilty. I mean, I feel it's unfortunate what happened to him. I think it's awful. I think they, they... they protested on purpose, and I, a lot of people think Mark McClowski should get his guns back, but there is a law in place, and he's a lawyer, and when you plead guilty, it's going to be harder to get it back. I, I think he pl- he pleaded guilty to avoid a jail time, but now he's not getting his guns back, and so that also means he can't go get new guns, correct? I don't know about that. 
I'm looking. I'm trying to look up the story right now from that standpoint. I just know he couldn't get his specific guns back. Correct. Oh yeah, he. Pro- I don't think he can go buy new guns. Right. No. That, that's what I. No, thought. he can't. So he he can't because his Second Amendment rights have now been violated, in my opinion, when he pled guilty. So maybe the Missouri Supreme Court will do something about it. But if I you're pardoned, right? Doesn't that it mean didn't anything? happen? That's what I don't get. Right. I don't get it either. That's where that's unfair. I think that he that he was pardoned. And so now he has to go consume more legal fees. Well, I guess, I mean, he's a lawyer, but he can't, he can't represent himself. I don't know. He just, he was back in the news yeah. um, trying to get his guns back. And I saw that article and I was like, oh, I need to make a mention of that. Be curious to see where, where that's all going somehow, some way. Uh, Megan says Kim Gardner should have to buy him new guns. I agree with that totally. Jay says only only restricted with a felony conviction. Well, then, and his is not a felony. No, they, it's just they, a misdemeanor. They charged him with felony, but of course it was misdemeanor. Correct. And Correct. yeah, and of course we've talked about it so many times. The Castle Law, they were trespassing. They were. They were. They were trespassing mm-hmm. on private property, but a lot of media news outlets refused to tell you the truth. I did Correct. when I was reading the story, and I can't tell you how many scripts I had to change because we had dumbass producers who didn't realize what they were doing. Right. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt to be uneducated than to be educated and doing it on purpose, mm-hmm. which would have been worse. Yes. They were trespassing. Let me repeat, they were trespassing, they were trespassing, they were trespassing, and you never know how it feels until you're in the middle of a violent mob. Mm -hmm. I've been there, and it makes you be very afraid. You never know what it feels like to be in a car and have tons of people block a road and come around you. So you can't say what it feels like to be in that situation unless you've been in that situation. Mm -hmm. And it is not fun. It had to be so frightening. So, of course, if you have guns, you would you would bring them out. Same thing if somebody surrounds your car. Even if you can't get to your, your gun, you do have a gas pedal. And would you slam on it? I probably would if I thought people were going to come in and hurt one of my kids. Well, we're hurt. starting to see more of it now, too, because these pro-Palestinian rallies are yes. popping up more. I mean, literally saying we're, we're here to, to end Christmas. We're here to disrupt Christmas. And mm-hmm. now more and more of these pro-Palestinians. We have such big hearts. Don't give me that shit. Not until you call out what happened October 7th and you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that little kids dying, if they are in the bombing that Israel goes as they try to go after um, Hamas is a good thing. But let's be real. Let's, we can't just pick and choose what we want like a cafeteria. You have to talk about the whole damn enchilada and you're not. And shame on these pro-Palestinians for doing what they're doing, trying to act like, oh, well, we're for, and most of them aren't even Palestinian. Which is sad. So, yeah, if you, I mean, I know we kind of branched off the tree a little bit for a second when it comes to mob mentality. Yeah. But mob mentality is scary if you're in the middle of it. Yes, because people who wouldn't ordinarily do something when they're, you know, surrounded by other angry people and you feel like you had some injustice, could you imagine? That just makes the adrenaline of all these people go up. And it's really a scary situation. And how stupid are they? Seriously, think about this. How stupid are you? You say, oh, well, we're trying to get a cause for pro-Palestinians, but yet your dumbass is going to go out and stop people Mm -hmm. that could or maybe share your point of view. Correct. And then you're going to stop them from getting to work Uh or stop them from getting to their kids. Guess what? I don't think they're going to be feeling that comfortable about what you're doing after that. I agree. Duh. 
Yeah, that is just, that is not a. It's a selfish standpoint. Most of the time, when people do this, it's selfish. They're just it looking is. for headlines. They want to um, build up and feed their own ego, which is sad. Um, Annette says, "Did someone say Kaysen supports Hamas? There's no way in hell he could. He's a Jew, right? But I've heard him say things like, if he did." Shame on Mark Kaysen. Yeah, I've not heard him directly say Hamas, but he's definitely more of a sympathizer for the Palestinians than he is for the Jews, which just makes no sense. Well, then he would have to explain that. Then we'll get a Jew on. We'll get uh, my friend who we had on, the man who actually travels to Israel all the time and the Gaza area Mm -hmm. and Palestine to talk about these issues as we had him on here. Correct. Um, Because it's good to have people on like Mark because... They really do believe a lot of it. I, I said earlier, of course, Kaysen is a little bit of a gamer and he's nicer than everyone thinks he is. But he does believe a lot of those things. Like he does think that he has this white guilt and, I, 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 yeah, and I all of that. Well, Megan brings up another point too. All these people who act like they're so tough protesting. Yes. Pro-Palestine, mm-hmm. pro-Palestine. And they're wearing masks around their face. Yeah. But they're actually Me- cowards. Megan's called them out of being cowards. They are. They're cowards. They are cowards. Wear a mask around your, just like Antifa, mm-hmm. same thing. Yep, same type of people or the same people. And, and it's sad that they would do that. So if you choose to draw attention to yourself and you're having this opinion, then that's what comes with the territory. Yeah, it does. It, uh, none of it makes sense to me. Okay. Anyway, uh, what a great show. Love the conversation that we have when we're able to get great guests in to talk about subjects that need to be talked about. Tomorrow will be our last day, uh, last show of the year year. for 2023, believe it or not. Yes. Um, We'll figure out next week. Have to figure out that. Been so damn busy. Haven't even had a chance to do that. But we've got Eric tomorrow. We've got Kelly Mano. Um, I don't, is she giving us a, a dating update? I think she's, yeah, she's giving us a dating update. We'll have some video and things of how she did go to Eric's concert. And so, oh, yeah, that's right. It should be fun. She's going to be in the nine o'clock hour. I think Eric, he might still be just maybe in the nine o'clock hour, too. I'm not sure. I hope he comes at eight, but you know, if he has a concert. Well, we got to figure. I've, I, you know what? I asked uh, Ben uh, from Wendy's to stop by if he could early in the morning, too, just to kind of give a perspective, too. He's another Jewish man. Yeah. Um, a smart guy who feels um, anti-Semitism everywhere. Yeah, and has his entire life. He's also a guy that says that once he has started to watch this show, kind of like Joe did, mm-hmm. um, his values and or not values, but his opinions on politics started to change. Yes, I would agree. The show has made a big difference for a lot of a lot of people. And I, who had always mainly worked in strictly right wing things. I try to see the other point of view, not because they've changed me to that direction at all, but I want to figure out where they're coming from so that- Were you you that way before the show? Not really. I was definitely- Yeah, baby! Yeah, I was definitely more, I only saw it the (laughs) right way, where now I am trying to see it more from a liberal point of view. I don't agree with them. I still think a lot of them are batshit crazy, but (laughs) it, it kind of brings them over to a levity in the middle, because I do think there is a deep state trying to divide us as we talked about in the first hour and really all of us are just regular people that we need to get along so that we do not have the deep state you know always after us we need we need to be aware so and i went through my i guess transition from uh liberal to uh uh conservative before the show however you know i i I definitely have it's reinforced a lot of my uh beliefs does that make you trans political 
I am trans political. Trans political. Yeah. I love it. Trans political. Well, and oh, today, as people funny. go on their evening, they need to take <laughs> Joe's words to heart here. Um, so we'll do that tomorrow. Also, we'll try to break down, think about this too, um, and chime in tomorrow too. Top stories from 2023. Yes. Um, yes. Just thinking back, because so much has happened in 2023 that we could Gosh, chime so in. Much. Good, bad, ugly, mm-hmm. entertainment, um, everything. Just so much happened in this last year, that's for sure. And yeah. right. think about where we are. And uh, Lena's mom and Lena left a, uh, a photo of one of the shirts that one of the kids apparently wore uh, and didn't get kicked out for. I'd love to you see have, it. Yeah, let's see it. There we go. Uh, okay, snowballs deep. I like that shirt. Balls. Snowballs deep. Balls. Do you see? Balls. They, did you see the carrot? I saw the carrot. <laughs> I saw the carrot. It's a shame I didn't have Balls. that shirt. I could have had your carrot, Vic. Vic, you should have. Yeah, man. Snowballs deep. There's big, big Vic wearing Balls. a snowballs deep shirt. Hey, there he is. So that's that was a shirt. So that everything was fine with that. That was okay. I'm apparently, being, yeah. But you know what? If you're an educator, you probably maybe you didn't. You're so busy with kids, you probably didn't notice the carrot right away. And those type of snowballs, you just probably thought, "Oh, that's cute. It's snowballs and frosty." Yeah, the carrot's probably cold. The carrot is probably cold. <laughs> it's sitting on <laughs> ice balls. Uh, Roland said, "Do you guys take suggestions?" Sure, suggestions. Oh, yes, we do. On what? Whatever, whatever you yeah. got, Roland. Let us know. What Roland, DM me or Vic. Uh, yeah, you can Love do it. that, or you can do it there. Yeah, blue balls. Blue balls. Oh, that balls. is that's the epitome of blue balls, right? There. Oh yeah, we do that too. Uh, yeah, because we're gonna get ready to close out the show, Roland. Unless you get something in here, my friend, and then um, you can message us, yeah, um, privately about suggestions for the show. Um, of course, we love, love it, especially it. if guys have or people have information or ideas on guest mm-hmm. show topics, uh, people to contact. Uh, for sure, because we get so much thrown at us, we don't even do everything or get to everything that we would like to. So yes, yes, yes. Keep messaging us and letting us know from that standpoint. Okay, well, that does it for this show. Great time all the way around. Um, We'll see you guys tomorrow. Close out 2023. Have an awesome day. So thanks for listening and watching for Projo and Lizzie Sparks. I'm Vic Faust. As always, have a great day. (laughs) 